0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan from ethics fitness, and you are listening to season two of the ethics approach podcast, the podcast where we highlight inspirational vegan athletes and what they do to absolutely kill it on a plant-based diet. If you haven't already, it would really help out if you subscribed to, liked, commented, and or shared any of the content I'm producing, including this podcast, ethics coaching services, articles and training programs available on ethicsfitness.com, videos on YouTube, and more. Links for those will be in the description, and I truly appreciate everyone listening for all of the continued love and support. In this episode, Julian DeRoche joins me to talk all about bulking on a plant-based diet. For anyone who isn't familiar with the term, bulking is a name for intentionally overeating to gain more weight and should be combined with a properly planned resistance training program. The goal with bulking is to put the body in a more anabolically primed state to pack on more muscle quicker than the individual otherwise would while eating less. Under the vast majority of circumstances. Bulking comes with some inherent fat gain along with the muscle gain, so the goal is to minimize the amount of fat cell accumulation through this process. After reaching a target body weight or strength goals, a bulking or mass gain phase is usually followed by a cutting phase, where the goal is to strip body fat back down while attempting to hold on to as much of that newly gained muscle tissue as possible. Julian is currently in a bulking phase and has been noticing some impressive progress, even after more than eight years of training. Julian and I get into the nitty-gritty of bulking up on a plant-based diet, who should do it, why they should do it, and tips for planning a successful mass gain-focused training cycle. We also get into training as a natural after many years, body dysmorphia, our favorite sources of plant-based protein, favorite meals for a bulk, specific tips and tricks we picked up over the years to pack on weight, which would be great for hard gainers, and much more. I really hope you enjoyed the episode, and you can find Julian on Instagram at @plantsformed. that's P-L-A-N-T-S formed, as in transformed, or on our joint TikTok at beeflessbros. Without further ado, on with the show. All right, what's up, guys? This is Ryan with the Ethics Approach Podcast, and today I'm here with Julian De Roche Julian, I got your name, your last name right, right? Uh,
1: DeRoche. Roche. De Roche? You, you are cl-
0: you're, you're close. You're, dude, you're close, dude. How do I? How do I get it wrong after all this time? I'm so <laughs> embarrassed right now. It, it's cl-
1: a lot of people say uh, that's roaches. so <laughs>
0: that's clo- that's closer. so oh shit i, I why did i okay either way uh all right close enough um so julian has been uh one of my longtime friends now um we both met when we were vegetarian right i guess uh
1: i think i was vegetarian but i think you were vegan but 25- 2015 2015
0: yeah yeah 2015 uh, in college and yeah. um yeah, uh, I I guess we both went vegan like very shortly after, if I wasn't already. Because uh, Julian, you've been vegan for uh, six years now.
1: uh no, it's four. Because I okay. Um yeah, so uh, I think like a, it was like a year or two after you. Okay, you're six years,
0: right? Okay. uh seven years now. In seven years, okay, yeah. Yeah, seven years right now, February. Oh
1: nice. Okay.
0: Yeah, celebrating the seven year anniversary. Nice, nice. <laughs> um yeah so uh julian um you you got into lifting a little before you went uh vegetarian right yeah
1: um so i went vegetarian um in 20s may 2016. okay and i started lifting in
0: 2014 Uh yeah Yeah, and you you started off at so you were like six feet tall from when you started lifting roughly right and you went from what 140 pounds soaking wet to 200 lean
1: uh so uh not 140 like probably 160 but and then uh um yeah like right now i'm like 201 okay
0: yeah so you you gained a ton of muscle um mostly vegan right mostly plant-based
1: uh yeah because i said yeah mostly plant-based um I'm, I built most of my muscle plant based, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so um, and you just, so you were a big advocate of kind of maintaining for uh, for a couple of years now, right? Like you've been training for what ten years or so, and you did you did bulk and cuts, um, but you the past couple of years you've been maintaining more.
1: Yeah, so I'd say like the past two years or so, um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I don't really like uh, cutting per se, so I was like, <laughs> let me just. We just try to main gain because like a lot of people are like going the route of main gaining where it's Mm -hmm. like okay you could just like uh not really gain a ton of fat and just like slowly gain over time Mm -hmm. uh but like recently i decided you know what like let me just try bulking again and i think i have more knowledge where like cutting won't be as bad for me Mm -hmm. but yeah so right now i'm like uh leaning towards bulking but i was in like a main gaining phase for like Mm -hmm. a year or two so
0: okay and this was after you doing a few bulking cuts before though right
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: okay um how do you feel like the the main gaining went for you overall if you had to compare
1: uh so i i wouldn't say it went like terribly um Mm -hmm. or like not really bad at all but uh like when I first started lifting um like that's where that that was like where like all the big changes happened mm-hmm. it was, like uh I was like 160 when I started and then uh it was like a huge bulk and then I bulked all the way to like for my first year like to 220 230 mm-hmm. okay so like you could imagine I gained like a ton of body fat uh like most of it was probably body fat. Um, full
0: full on dreamer bow Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: basically. But um yeah, so because of that, um I gained a lot of like my uh, gains mm-hmm. from that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad I did that, but then I wanted to just like actually s- still have abs. So I was like okay <laughs> yeah. let me just let me just uh chill and try to like main gain. uh uh-huh. And it 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 worked for a bit because I was still like hitting PRs. Mm-hmm. But I guess right now I'm just looking to like really pack on muscle and mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is like to to bulk essentially.
0: Okay, yeah. So. And um just to kind of explain some of these things as we go, um so a bulk is usually um just raising your calories above maintenance. Uh, to the extent of like if you're tracking your calories via MyFitnessPal and weighing your food and such, your let's say your calories to just maintain your current bo- body weight would be roughly, just just to throw a number out there, 2,500, usually a bulk is adding you know 250, 500 calories or so for something reasonable. So going up to 2,750, 3,000 calories or so and kind of tracking your weight uh, via scale and just sort of look in your mirror. And the whole goal here is to try to put on muscle and build strength as much as you can, because it's hard to really put on a lot of muscle, um, without going into a bit of a caloric surplus, you know, by eating more to kind of push your, your, your boundaries a little bit. Like it's hard to maintain your, your, the calories you're normally eating and really pack on muscle at a more advanced level. So just to kind of explain what we're talking about there a little bit. Um, and so Julian, uh, you experienced most of your, uh, your gains lately with this bulk after a couple years of main gaining. And you said like you, you got good results, but how many more calories are you eating now compared to then? And how would you say, um, after all that time of not really pushing your calories, how it, it compares to now?
1: Uh, so comparing my calories to when i bulked in the past or like before when i'm not bulking
0: like more recently when you were just um maintaining more
1: okay uh so it my calories would be around uh, like 2600 okay um so right now they're at like 2850
0: okay so So not um, much more
1: yeah not much more and also like uh i noticed that like i could I put on weight more easily than, like, other people. Mm-hmm. Like, like compared to you, like, you need to, like, really, like, up your calories. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, 2850. I probably need to, like, up it a bit so I could, like, increase in weight. But mm-hmm. um, uh, in the past, I I had to up it, like, when I was hitting, like, 220, mm-hmm. I had to up it to, like, close to 4,000.
0: So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it sounds like in a certain body fat range, maybe – you can raise your calories up only a little bit and you feel like you put on weight pretty damn quickly but maybe your your body weight set point kind of stagnates at a certain amount of calories and it's hard for you to really push beyond that level. Yeah. And that's yeah, when that you is. really have to bump your calories up a ton. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's um so there's like a uh, big genetic differences there in terms of like some people can get away with uh eating a lot and uh it's hard for them to put on um you know, a lot of, a lot of mass, a lot of, a lot of fat, a lot of weight in general. And, uh, I feel like I, I fall into that category for sure. Uh, kind of like more of a traditional ectomorph as they say with like body types, which basically just means you have to eat a a lot to really try to gain weight and you have a natural predisposition to be leaner and just thinner. Um, and, uh, uh, what is it? Um mesomorphs, people who are just tend to put on uh muscle easily and usually stay pretty lean. Um that's what we all want to be. <laughs> yeah. And then uh e- exomorphs, right? Which just tend to put on a little more uh body fat um easily, I would say. So they have to keep their calories a little lower for the most part. That's kinda of like a bit of a, a stereotype, um, you know, very generic, but I feel like it is a decent rule of thumb. Um so would you call yourself somebody a little more of like a a meso ecto or meso um exo I guess like somewhere in that range where you feel like you put on body fat pretty easily um with lower calories compared to other people uh, maybe I
1: I'm not sure if I put a, put it on easily uh but um I don't know it's like I could because I, I guess because I track my calories, I don't like I don't really like gain body fat like easily. But if I weren't tracking my calories, mm-hmm. uh, then I guess I I would put it put it on more easily. But it's just like easier for me to bulk than it is to cut. Okay, sure. So yeah, I, I guess I'm like a combo. As yeah. You said, so
0: so you're at like twenty eight fifty, and even with those little amount of the, the small calorie bump, you've already noticed a lot of progress in the past month or so
1: uh yeah so um i was pretty surprised i'm like i, I don't know is it like the extra calories maybe mm-hmm. uh maybe it's like me uh switching up my training a bit but mm-hmm. um yeah it it i'm i'm putting a little bit of both i'm, I'm saying it's a little bit of both. uh we'll see how the next month or two go but mm-hmm. uh yeah so yeah i'm unhappy. happy
0: <laughs> Let's talk about some of your numbers specifically. Uh so you're kind of chasing bench press right now, right?
1: Yeah, that's like my favorite compound lift, so yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Um how did your bench progress just from eating a little more food recently?
1: Uh so it it right now I'm at like I'm trying to go for a 365 bench, but like uh I don't just go for um like one rep max for each uh, bench session. And I don't think that's like really healthy to do. Mm -hmm. But um, like for the rep scheme that I'm going for, I'm like almost always hitting it like every session for like the past month. Uh So and uh, I'm like using blocks. Mm -hmm. And uh, for people that don't know what blocks are, it's just like a block that uh, could attach to the bar. It's like a foam block. Um, and basically it's, it, it gives a bit of padding to your bench. So you're not, uh, doing the full range of motion basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it could help train you to get used to, uh, like heavier loads. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working with like heavier loads right now that I've never worked with before. And they're just going up and they're like RPE, like seven to like eight, 8.5. And, um, I'm like surprising myself with like the strength gains. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after a, a couple years of uh yeah, I you're you're making progress. Like you kept getting stronger, mm-hmm. but it just seems like it's way more accelerated. So that's a good sign that even after, you know, lifting for such a long time, you can still make good progress naturally as long as yeah. you do the right things. Um mm-hmm. But I really think that to really push it, at a certain point, you really do need to get into bulking and cutting. You know, what do you yeah,
1: think? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like in the same boat. Like I agree. Uh, yeah. Especially as a natural. Yeah. Like um, for people that are enhanced, I'd say that like it's definitely easier where they don't even really have to like uh, go through bulking and cutting phases. But
0: Or or maybe um because you know they have this enhanced recovery time and they just they have all these advantages with muscle protein synthesis and stuff. They can just stay lean and their hormonal profile is great and they can just pack on food and or pack in food and pack on weight and it's like it distributes really well, you know? Mm, so they yeah. stay lean and they just build this muscle. Yeah, they'll put on like a little bit of body fat, but let's say they like bulk from like 6% to 10%, they're still ripped. And for a natural it's like we have to stay more in that like what 10 to 18 20 it seems like um, a lot yeah
1: yeah. The, yeah so uh i'd say enhance people definitely well obviously they have an advantage yeah but, uh, yeah um like as a natty i feel like you definitely need to bulk and cut to yeah. um see like noticeable like changes uh quicker yeah, I'd say,
0: yeah. i yeah i totally agree there and i think that um I think that the guys who try to main gain all the time, like you said, it is kind of a, a buzzword lately. Main gain yeah. is kind of yeah, it's kind of just like you tr- you're trying to maintain being lean or or you know your current body weight while really trying to pack on a lot of muscle, and yeah, it just it's super hard. Um, it's when you, possible, but yeah, like, yeah,
1: but it's like. It's gonna be like years and years uh, until like you, you look back and be like, okay, yeah. But like, if you want to, like, I don't know, get the most bang for your buck. Yeah. If that if that makes sense, um, you need to bulk and cut, cut bulk and cut. I say. So
0: Would you um recommend it to beginners more or people who have been training for uh you know intermediate, intermediates, advanced?
1: Uh recommend um
0: just bulking up and and cutting or would you recommend a beginner maybe should just kind of just get into lifting and and you know just not really worry about bulking necessarily
1: uh i don't know it depends like it depends uh like what their um body composition is i'd say yeah if they're like yeah if they're um like overweight i'd say that just go into the gym and just, like, start lifting. Don't really, like, focus on, like, bulking mm-hmm. or, like, cutting, per se. And for people that are, like, just skinny, like how I was in the beginning, I'd say, like, yeah, you could, like, start bulking, start hitting the gym, and mm-hmm. then you could, like, cut, like, months down the road, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I do think that uh bulking and cutting is a, it's a little more of, like, an intermediate advanced strategy, but I agree if uh someone's really – really small, you know, like I I also started off being 150 pounds and kind of skinny fat. And uh, I do feel like I really had, I was, I had a pretty tough time um, putting on muscle at the beginning until I really got my training dialed in. I would say I'm actually not that great of a responder to hypertrophy training overall. I think it took me a really long time. And, uh, but for me, like I really always had to push the food and slowly, Dial down my body fat over the years, but yeah, I would say someone who's a little more overweight. Yeah. They, they, they probably want to just eat pretty in, in well, maybe not intuitively because if they're overweight, maybe they're going to try to eat a lot more food, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, maybe if they're overweight, maybe cut back the calories a little bit still and just really get into the training. But, mm-hmm. and then someone who's really underweight. Yeah. Like maybe push it a little bit more at first, but I would say just like, once you dial in your training as a, a novice, like you your body composition just naturally improves so quickly compared to the later years, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, the the beginning years. The novice gains, yeah. yeah, The novice gains, like, it was insane, because that was, like, that was the time period where like I get the most amount of comments from people I knew. Yeah. Like like uh like oh like what are you on? Like on steroids or like what? But like I, I, I was wearing a shirt, but they they'd they'd be like, Oh yeah, like you're like so like bulky and what is this? But yeah. yeah so
0: that was uh that was pretty fun back then. I remember, yeah, I remember also being uh like eighteen and really trying to bulk up a bunch of um and put on a bunch of weight and uh I got the steroid accusations and yeah, I looked yeah. like sh- I looked like shit.
1: I know. You look, I look back on it, I'm just like yeah. I don't know about that, but Yeah, you know, I was I just getting
0: get... fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so funny looking back, but um yeah, it's it's a long process, right? Mm-hmm. It takes it takes a while. It takes years. Uh, like yeah. we've been we've been doing this for I've been lifting for thirteen years now. What about you?
1: Uh so seriously it's gonna be about it's going to be, it's going to hit eight. Eight years. Like
0: 2014. Yeah. Damn. That's actually really not that long. Like it's a long time. I mean, some,
1: some, some people like, especially in like the fitness community on Instagram, they'd say like, Oh yeah, that's a fair amount of time. But like, yeah. Compared to you, like, (laughs) uh, yeah. Like five years, but five years before me, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. What year
0: did you start? I started lifting when I was, uh, oh man, uh, 2009, uh, oh, yeah, damn. 2009. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think I have, uh, great genetics for building like muscle in my family. I don't, I don't think, I, it was pretty hard for me to really put on a lot of muscle. I'm like a smaller guy, you know, but, uh, I
1: mean, you, you still like get com- like comments from people in public though, right? Oh, like,
0: Barely, dude. Like you're fucking jacked. Like you're uh, you're legitimately a big, you're big and lean, man, which is rare for someone who's natural.
1: The I, I don't know. I I feel like <laughs> I, in this in this like in this well like in this day and age like a lot of people are, like being uh, accused. I think yeah. I feel like people like underestimate what's possible as a natural because yeah. I feel like there's people out there that are natty that are like bigger than me, mm-hmm. but they a lot of people think they're on steroids and yeah, I don't know for me. It's like annoying seeing that. Yeah. Because yeah. That's a good point. A lot of people just like hopping on stuff uh-huh. because they think like, Oh, like I can't do anything with like, yeah. my genetics. So, yeah.
0: yeah, that's, you know, that's a good point too. Um, I feel like that's a good thing to talk about, like body dysmorphia in general in in the fitness community, you know, because steroids have changed everyone's perspective so much on what is reasonably achievable uh in in a few different ways i would say Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of times for the guys who are natural we tend to all feel fat really often you know either fat or too small it's like one or the other during a bulk we even if we still have abs we're like damn we look we look fucking fat you know like we look (laughs) like shit and then when we cut down we're always like damn we're too small and i feel like that happens a lot with guys who are on gear but you know they're just always big so i
1: know yeah <laughs> i i feel like people like the body dysmorphia is always going to be there people think that like oh once we hop on gear it's like okay like yeah i'm not gonna feel like that anymore but no i feel like it's just gonna be a constant cycle where you're just gonna like agreed. try to chase 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 that look that you're going for and never actually like achieve it
0: agreed like, yeah so, um it's uh, I think you have to be. This is this is getting a little more psychological now, but I think you have to be content with yourself, you know, no matter what, because uh, otherwise it's like you're just chasing something you're never going to achieve, either way, yeah. drug free mm-hmm. or or drug free or with the PEDs, and yeah. uh, it's that's just not healthy. Um, and it, it's uh, like circling back into uh. Bulking up and such—it's like, it is—it is hard. It is a struggle, you know. Like I think it's something that we both kind of talked about before, where, you know, you kind of have to really do it to to really pack on more muscle and strength at a certain point. But it's like you don't want to lose your your like abs and looking good, especially with social media.
1: That's the biggest thing. It's like social media is like a huge thing. Like Mm -hmm. even though like I I don't really like falling into that trap, but just like when I'm. Like, when I'm trying to post content, like, okay, I yeah. don't want to, like... I want to show, like, the best version of myself. That yeah. I, what I feel is the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm not doing that, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, post. or like. Yeah.
0: So. And, you know, we all kind of fall... Uh, we fall victim to it a little bit where, you know, we, we are trying to post good, good stuff on social media and we all kind of fall victim to the guys who look the best, who we're comparing ourselves to. And, uh... You know, if we feel like we're bulking up and don't look good enough to post photos, uh, and we see these dudes who are like on gear, they're staying ripped all year round, Our perspectives uh, are not necessarily healthy. There, they're they're skewed. We're like we might be comparing ourselves to somebody who uh, has huge advantages. You know, that can go just for genetics too, because it's such a individualized thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like people under i feel like people underestimate genetics because yeah like people can be on gear but also there's people that just have insane genetics and it's not great to just like compare yourself to like everybody online because their genetics could just be completely different to yours so you're never going to look exactly like the person that I don't know. You you look up to, or that you see you see on social media, like, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. not that's not a that's not a bad. It's thing, not a but, bad thing. I agree. But just like each person is individualized, and each person has their own genetics, so mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Just like keep pushing your own progress and compare yourself to yourself, and it's cheesy, exactly. but otherwise, I feel like you're just people are gonna get exhausted, burn out, and uh, just beat themselves up. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just all about just pushing yourself. Like, I'm never gonna be um, as big as like I, I'm. No, I'll never be as big and lean as you, dude. Like, st- like a comparison between us, I, it's just not in my genetics. But like, I'm still happy with my progress over the years for sure. Because like, you know, I look at where I came from, and I'm like, damn. Like, you know, I was this little skinny uh, fucking nerd, and uh, I'm still like pretty thin. But you know, comparing my body composition, I'm like, I. I I'm happy with it over the years, you know? And, uh, I think that's something that we, we have to just kind of accept.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like the same for me. It's like there's people online that, uh, I believe are natural that like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll compare myself to and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna reach that, but yeah, yeah. I'm looking at like my, mo- like how I look or how I looked like a month or so ago, when sure. I, like was leaner uh-huh. and then comparing it to like what, like two years ago where Uh I was like uh the same body weight Mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, like my body composition actually like changed. Yeah. And I was, and like years ago I was like, yeah, I think I'm like reaching my limit where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm at, I'm like 200 and I have abs, but I'm like not as lean, but like now I'm leaner Mm -hmm. and uh, more defined and I'm at that same body weight. So yeah, I feel like people, I feel like people underestimate like how long, uh, How long you could like uh keep uh making progress as a natural
0: yeah let's um let's talk about that man so a lot of people call their their genetic potential their natural genetic potential like five ten years maybe and um they say we're all capped out by age 25 30 something like that Mm -hmm. and um following some of these natural bodybuilders who i really believe are natural and they, they complete drug tests their whole life their whole thing is you know being natural they only coach natural athletes like the 3dmj guys Mm -hmm. you see some of these guys and i think your average person would be like oh they're clearly on steroids you know they're insanely jacked but then you find out they're competing in 156 pounds body weight on stage at like five nine or something um you know like Mm -hmm. they're they're not if you see them in real life you're with a t-shirt you might be like you know do these guys even lift but like that's the realistic aspect it's like you can look insanely good in photos and as a natural and also just be a, a generally big guy. Um, but uh, when you die down, yeah, like there is a bit of a trade off there. Uh, it's a huge illusion. Um, well,
1: that, that's the thing. Like bodybuilding is like, <clears throat> it's basically all illusion. Like, yeah. That's why they have like lat spread. <clears throat> they have uh double bicep. You're just trying to like make yourself look as big as possible with yeah. all the posing. Yeah. And, and lighting. So,
0: what do you think what do you think about the whole term natural uh potential what do you do you think it's a real thing do you think there's a cap what do you what age would you say how many years if you had to
1: i mean I say like everybody has like a natural potential, but like people usually think it's i don't know like five years max and then yeah. they're like okay time to hop on some people do like after two years it's just like okay like new games gone like time to hop on like kids mm-hmm. out of high school they're like doing songs
0: and <laughs> yeah
1: and like stuff like that i'm just like yeah.
0: oh my, like no yeah but, yeah um yeah i totally agree i actually if i had to say uh i think it's very individualized I, I think it depends how healthy you keep yourself how hard you train your injury history things like that but i think that someone who does everything right can legitimately progress into their early 40s maybe even like 50 man yeah, Cause I'm, cause I'm I'll,
1: thinking... I'll, yeah I think like you could make it way past your 30s I think into your. yeah, 40s. yeah, yeah. So.
0: I hear from guys who do this their whole life like I, I just read what they post online and they say like some of their best results are in their 30s actually yeah. which I think is pretty interesting because a lot of times we're like oh our um, our hormonal profiles are maxed out you know in our 20s and like you know, everyone hears this thing about like testosterone levels going down after thirty, which I keep seeing more and more evidence saying that it's not—it's not true. It, it's more of a lifestyle thing. Um, so, and also, it's like you have to get into the the argument of how much the hormone levels in the natural range even really matter for putting on muscle, because you see some dudes who like powerlifters, and they'll they'll post their blood tests and they'll have uh, like pretty low testosterone levels sometimes like it Mm. not low low but like in the natural range and it's just like you know obviously it's an important thing but out of the natural range how much of a difference does it make well in the natural range, how much of a difference does it make you can have good levels up until your 60 plus i don't know it depends so yeah it's something to think about
1: it is because like a lot of people just i feel like a lot of people are like Using that, I don't know, as an excuse, kind of sure. so like, hot hop on stuff because <laughs> it's like okay, like I'm being like prescribed, but like I, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like, yeah, it could you could go a while, like five five or so years, just like natural, mm-hmm. uh and then see where you are see where you are from there, and then I don't know. It's just, it's insane to me that they're just like a lot of people just like hopping on stuff so soon
0: yeah yeah Yeah, i totally agree man um yeah i think people just really discount how far you can get as a natural because like we've been experiencing we'll post a tiktok or something with good lighting and like a pump and we'll just get (laughs) mad steroid accusation and it's it's like
1: it's crazy because and on top of that because we're vegan too they're like sure like I, we, we were getting comments like, "Oh, like you're not vegan, bro." Like, yeah. Uh, like I'm like, oh, I'm like okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, man. Like you, uh, you're some random fucking internet troll who knows nothing about me. But yeah. sure, I'm not vegan. <laughs> okay. Well, <yeah.
1: laughs> and, if you say you're, and then you uh, say you, and then if you say you're vegan, like okay, well, like obviously you're on like a bunch of shit. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not the
0: cool. Yeah. Thing to you. Yeah, no one's ever really gonna believe anybody else on the internet. I get it, like you know, nobody knows who who we are uh, yeah. or like who anybody else is. Like, sure, I think there are people out there who really push the, the, the limits there, and it makes me question it sometimes too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't feel any urge to ever like call anybody out through a comment. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, yeah it's, like, it's like
1: I'm way I'm like way more reserved especially like nowadays like in the past two or three years because i'm seeing people that like years ago i'm like oh like i don't know if they're natural but like especially like of my progress too like mm-hmm. i don't know when i first started uh before i like started lifting if i saw myself today i yeah. might have i might think that like like i'm not i'm not natural
0: agreed so,
1: yeah so, agreed. so so i'm just like i don't really want to just like go after people because who knows like they could have insane genetics Mm -hmm. but um i'll just be very cautious and like skeptical yeah with some people yeah
0: and like and like you said earlier just compare yourself to yourself and um do this shit for long enough and you know eat right train right and eventually you'll know what's possible for you (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. and do you think that um you can ever reach let's say the peak of what let's say is theoretically possible for you to achieve naturally without bulking and cutting to circle back to the whole bulking conversation again.
1: Uh, so like, what like, I-
0: do you feel like you, let's say you have this theoretical natural limit for the best you could ever possibly look natural. Do you feel like you could reach that point or anybody could reach that point without doing bulking and cuts, books and cuts and just trying to quote unquote main gain their way there? You know,
1: uh they could uh do it like main gaining but it's gonna be it's gonna take way longer Mm -hmm. and if you want to really like fast track it it's better to just like bulk and cut especially as a natural yeah like if you're on pds i'd say like okay like main gaining like that probably be ideal and i Mm -hmm. think um uh greg ducette's the one that like coined the term I, I could be it's, wrong
0: it's been a thing before that but that it's motherfucker been, but, just yeah but blew he's the one up. that like
1: blew like blew it up yeah yeah yeah. so and like it's interesting because he obviously he's like on TRT so mm-hmm. and he's he advocates for it mm-hmm. so I don't know like if it's like really ideal for naturals though. so
0: yeah um if I honestly if I had to say something this is all just speculation there's no studies on this sort of stuff that I'm aware of or anything but if I had to Really make a call there. I honestly think that the best natural bodybuilders in the world wouldn't get to where they were uh, without bulks and cuts. But that's just my speculation because I feel like it just – you there's like a, a limit that your body just doesn't want to go to unless you literally just give it enough food. Yeah, like and for, I f-
1: like for, kind of force it slightly. It
0: yeah. Slightly. Yeah, it's, it's definitely forcing it. And yeah, that comes along with a little bit of body fat gain that just – it's just part of the package, you know. And um, it's like, yeah, you you eke out like an, an extra pound, a half a pound, and like a bulk or so of muscle that you normally couldn't hi- hang on a- hang on to. Depending on how many you know pounds of uh, of weight you gain overall. But yeah, you, you let's say you gain like a pound of muscle to each two pounds of fat you gain, like or yeah, you know, like you gain double the amount of fat. Then you like you know th- the idea is you strip back you cut back down and ideally you hold on to just a little bit of that extra muscle before that you that You couldn't hold on to before that's the whole idea behind it. But you know, you have to get into like the, the, the aspects of like, well, can you, when you cut back down, can you really hold on to that extra muscle? It's like this, that's where all the speculation comes in. Like, could you have ever built that? Would it have just taken more time? I don't know. And like, in my opinion, I, I feel like personally, I would really have to push the bulks at least a little bit. And I've heard some bodybuilders who they try to push their their body weight in their off seasons and really try to push all their numbers and hit like a let's say they they bulked up last time to 210 pounds body weight. This next bulk that they do over the course of a year and a half or something, they hit that like 215 body weight. Their numbers are a little bit better. Normally they would never get those numbers leaner, you know, or whatever. And I think that's an interesting approach. Um, I just think it comes with, like, yeah, each time you bulk back up, your body composition might be a little better. But it's, like, how much of a trade-off do you want to make with uh, how far you push that body fat percentage? Because cutting back sucks, you know?
1: (laughs) No, because that's why why I was, like, so hesitant, like, over, like, the past two years with, like, bulking, because cutting, like, in the past just, like, sucked for me, and it was just, like, miserable. Uh And I think I have, like, a better idea of, like, how I should cut and what would work best for me. Mm-hmm. But like in the past, I just, I cut uh, my calories so low where I was just like miserable and uh-huh. I didn't really uh, add like any cardio. Mm-hmm. And then like the end result was that like, I actually like lost uh, a bit more muscle than I would, than I, I, I'd like to. Sure, so, yeah. More
0: of a crash diet almost? Uh,
1: I guess slightly.
0: A little bit? Okay. I've noticed um, I did a really bad crash diet before, and I definitely noticed you feel way more tired, way hungrier. Everything just sucks a little more. It makes the whole process so much worse. And, yeah, yeah, you can do it faster, but, yeah, you lose a little more muscle usually um, as opposed to a slower approach where you slowly over the course of, like, weeks months you, you you lower your calories a little bit like 100 100 ish you know per day um per every couple weeks or so until like the scale starts stagnating like you you, you aren't losing weight anymore then you drop those calories another 100 or so mm-hmm. that feels like a good approach to me because you never really get super hungry like yeah you get a little hungry eventually towards the end obviously yeah. but you're not like starving all the time your energy levels are still pretty good mm-hmm. um is that your approach now for cuts uh
1: yeah basically just okay. like uh over time just like 100 calories 200 calories over like the course of weeks and months and yeah. then uh also just like adding like some light cardio not crazy mm-hmm. intense cardio mm-hmm. um i think that combo has been uh working pretty well for me so
0: okay yeah. that's with uh your cuts or do you have bar- cardio when you're bulking too like right now i uh,
1: no, uh it's I pre- like I've been looking into doing that, but like right now, no.
0: right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are just, some... for, just for heart health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I, I like to try to incorporate a little cardio, um, yeah. all the time, but there's only so much time in the day, man. <laughs> yeah. What are some, um, bulking tips that you feel like have worked really well for you? Um, that maybe you haven't done before. Uh,
1: bulking tips. Um, yeah,
0: just in general,
1: I guess, uh, don't just, um, when I first started, I just, uh, did like a, a dreamer book, uh, yeah. where like I just ate everything in sight. Didn't really like care too much about like protein per se. Um, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, um, I'm skinny right now. Let me just like up my calories to like 1000 more than what like my maintenance was, which um, is a lot. Yeah, That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It was like when I just started out, so I didn't really know better. But like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I have the muscle I have today because of all the things I did in the past. But still, mm-hmm. like, there's better ways to go about it. I'd say, um, and I'd say, up your calories week by week by like 100 calories over maintenance, mm-hmm. and then. Um, if you're still at the same weight, then up another one hundred, two hundred, same as like a cut, basically, just mm-hmm, in reverse. Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's great advice, man. Um, do you think? Uh, what would you say to somebody who maybe wants to gain weight but doesn't want to track calories? Do you think tracking calories is really, really helpful? You think it's essential?
1: It's not essential. Uh, I've been doing it for so long that that's just like second nature, and uh-huh. I, um, I don't mind doing it, but mm-hmm. um if you don't want to track calories, I really encourage people to just like know the calorie, the calories in the food they're eating, Mm -hmm. or maybe just even for like a week or two track your food. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have to like set a goal for like the amount of calories that you like want to eat, but just like track your food and see how many calories you're eating per day on average. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from there, you could be like, okay, like now, I could add 100 or 200 more calories of food to what I'm eating if I want to bulk. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's great advice for sure. Um, in terms of training, just without getting too, too into it, if you had to tell somebody who was bulking up, is there any way they should adjust their training or anything? Um, in general, maybe what are some good training practices that you think are really good to to do in, just in general for building muscle?
1: okay uh for for building muscle i'd say Uh um like for uh go for a hypertrophy uh type of training Uh uh-huh um
0: what are like some some general like you like you should definitely do this to build the most muscle possible like in terms of what exercises what uh rep ranges um how many days a week frequency in terms of hitting each muscle uh
1: yeah so i do um definitely add compound movements to um your training Mm -hmm. uh um and rep ranges i usually for building muscle i think the 8 to 12 range is uh good um Mm -hmm. i usually do like three to four sets uh but yeah like bench squat uh deadlift i don't deadlift but like Mm -hmm. i know it's like good but it's just i'm just like i it doesn't really appeal to me Uh but um (laughs) uh uh yeah um but like um pull-ups are like extremely good for um, sure just uh building the lats uh
0: just in general mainly focus on compound lifts and try to push your your numbers up slowly uh,
1: that that's what that's what i usually do like i agree bulking i'm like okay yeah i want to like get my numbers up Uh um get my numbers up in the gym like to show that i'm like like uh, show that, like, I'm having, like, progress in the gym besides mm. just, like, uh, me gaining weight.
0: Uh-huh. So, yeah. What Are there any changes that you would make to your training for when you're bulking versus cutting?
1: Uh, I think just, like, go heavier, I guess. But, like, for, like, the past year, so I've just been consistently just on a heavy uh, streak where I'm just like, okay, I just want to go heavy. But I... Uh, balance it out with just like, uh, hypertrophy. So uh-huh. I'm like, um, it's like kind of like a power building type training style that I do. But, okay.
0: Yeah. So mainly the same, maybe you just push progressive overload a little quicker because you, yeah. you can recover quack quicker and like you're making more progress. Uh, yeah. 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 Basically, so. Okay. That makes sense. Um, in terms of, uh, maybe specific diet stuff in terms of, Um, eating plant-based and and trying to gain weight. Um, What are some good, uh, you know, foods um, for gaining weight uh, for somebody who is kind of new to this? What would you recommend?
1: So for gaining weight and bulking, like, my go-to is, like, especially if I'm, like, low on calories at the end of the day is peanut butter.
0: That's a great one. (laughs) Peanut
1: butter is, like, it's saved me for years. It's just, like, Uh my go-to, like, for smoothies like add like two servings of peanut butter and that's like what like three three 380 calories yeah and um yeah probably towards the end of my bulk I might just add a uh, more smoothies but in the past just like having like a 700 800 calorie smoothie mm-hmm. would just like help me a ton yeah so like add protein powder peanut butter banana um some soy milk that could be like 40 45 50 grams of protein Mm. 600 700 calories so
0: um yeah yeah i totally agree dude i think one of the reasons why smoothies are so great are because you can just take them on the go you know a lot of times people who um have a hard time gaining weight they just uh they don't have great appetites or maybe they're just really busy um either way i think smoothies are great because i can take them on the go uh they don't fill you up as much because they're calories you just drink which seem like they're not as satiating as uh sitting down and ch- really chewing your food and uh eating that way you just feel you feel a little less full from drinking a yeah. 1200 calories of a smoothie yeah. <laughs> versus eating a huge bowl of you know a huge bowl of food that's 1200 calories unless unless maybe it's all deep fried in oil and stuff <laughs> that's
1: really true. yeah because like in the in the past um before I was even vegan like i Get the mass gainer shakes yeah which were like <laughs> one thousand uh or so calories and I that helped me a ton with just like bulking yeah. up so yeah. yeah uh just smoothies in general just like a big a big thing that you should like uh implement yeah when you're bulking so
0: yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, I think that's a, one of the best things. Uh, peanut butter, like you said, just throw peanut butter in a, a smoothie. Some fruits. Um, you could do a higher calorie plant milk, like uh oh man, what's a higher calorie one? Like oat oat milk is a little higher, I guess.
1: Oat milk. Um, silk has um, the nut milk. The one hundred thirty oh. calorie. It's like one hundred thirty calories.
0: Okay, is that protein. Um, Is that the the. Oh, man. Did they stop making that one? It's a 10 grams of protein one, right? Uh, no,
1: I have actually have it in my fridge right now. Oh, uh, nice. It's just – it's harder to find, but okay.
0: yeah. Um, yeah, anything that's like a higher calorie one is really good. Um, And then you could throw in – honestly, I was drinking 1,200-calorie smoothies when I was really pushing my weight for me because I have to push it so much. Um, I was throwing like a cup of oats in there, dude. I was oh, throwing yeah, like yeah, – yeah. I was throwing like a bunch of hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds. It was super healthy. I think mm. it's the best way to get in healthy, you know, like nutrient dense foods that are also it's it's uh, very high in calories. <laughs> um, and then I think some other options. Just I'll throw out there. I think oatmeal is great. You can pile that up with uh, peanut butter on the side and stuff. Mix it with protein powder, uh, granola on top, fruit, seeds. Um, I think that's great without being. In my opinion, without being super, super filling. Um, And then I would throw in pasta. I think pasta is a great one. Yeah, pasta. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, just regular whole wheat pasta because if you're bulking up, you're probably getting a lot more protein already Mm -hmm. just from more more calories. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, you could throw so many things on that. If I had to throw anything else out there, a stir fry with nuts and like tofu. I think that, like have cooking with nuts and seeds, you know, because they're fats and they're just way more calories without being super filling. Mm-hmm. Other other great options there. What are there any others that that you, stick out to you? Uh in I terms of meals.
1: That, uh yeah, cuz I think those are like my go-to, it's like oatmeal yeah. which I I have like like probably 3 times a week. Mm-hmm. Pasta I have like multiple times a week. Um, yeah. But, like, with pasta especially, like, I don't really get too full from pasta. So I could have, yeah. like, three three servings, three or four servings of it. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, I won't really, like, feel too full. So I feel like that's a great bulking food. Agreed. But on sure. top of that, um, they have, like, protein pastas. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, bean pastas. So, mm. um, like, what, 10 to, like, 15 grams of protein per serving. Mm-hmm. And, what, you have, like, three or four servings. Like over fifty
0: grams of protein, then. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bean pastas are great. Um, uh man, that kind of makes me want to really quickly get into some really good uh protein foods as a on a plant based diet because I feel like that's something I never talked about in a a podcast yet. Mm. Um, and I feel like you and I eat a lot of the similar stuff in terms of uh the high protein, you know, vegan stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I like you just said plant-based are the um the bean-based pastas. Mm-hmm. Uh Explorasia, they have uh that black bean pasta. It's 180 yeah. calories per serving, right? And 20 or 22 grams of protein. Oh yeah,
1: it's like an insane number like that. Yeah. The, the, the thing that sucks is that like I I don't really like the texture of that, so I never really like get the beat the yeah. black bean pasta. Uh-huh. But um other pastas besides that, it's just like uh the um, edamame, mm-hmm. which I like the texture of that um lentil pasta mm-hmm. um and those are like 13 to like 14 grams of protein per serving Still still a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um uh and then Barilla um like the pasta brand has mm-hmm. uh like just a protein version of their like spaghetti and all of their pastas and that's mm-hmm. like 10 grams. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a combo of just like multiple like wheat um and beans or something like that okay yeah it it tastes like pretty similar to regular pasta is what i'm getting at so um yeah there's like a whole variety of just like protein pastas that you could check out so
0: right and then for a a super high protein meal there throw in seitan throw in Mm garden meatless meatballs throw in tvp you could even do lentils uh curls soy curls. Yeah. Yeah, You can make that like an easy 70 grams of protein, uh, meal. Um, what are some other staples of, uh, protein, uh, for, for vegan options for you? Uh,
1: so what is it? Um, sometimes I like making like protein French toast or protein pancakes. Um, so put like protein powder, um, uh, was it like flour, um, a vegan egg, um, Mm -hmm mix it and then just make it or um uh like the just egg omelets which have like um i add like three servings and it's like 15 to 20 grams of protein for an omelet Mm -hmm. um what else oatmeal for sure um i usually add like half a serving of protein powder Mm -hmm. to my oatmeal um
0: like seitan uh tvp soy curls you said yeah 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 uh, uh you fan of mock meats? Oh yeah
1: yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I try to I i I try to go for like I try to balance it out, like I go for like the healthier options like tofu, um I guess soy curls would kind of fall into that. Um yeah, yeah. and then uh sometimes I'll get like uh beyond or impossible for gardenes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I definitely try to have like a mock meat um whether that's tofu or, mm-hmm. uh, whichever, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, my meals. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Mixing in protein powder is a really good, easy one. Cause there's just so many foods you can just mix in protein powder and make super dense. And then obviously protein bars, there's a lot of vegan ones, no cow bar builders bar. Complete cookie. Yeah. Complete cookies yeah. are great for bulking. Actually,
1: for bulking, I,
0: I have, I have I'm, them for bulking actually. Right now. I'm going to throw out a couple, um, Bulking hack foods, in my opinion, real quick. Complete cookies, I think, are one of the best vegan bulking hack foods. Yeah. They're just so convenient. They're an easy. Four hundred and sixty calories. People don't realize how many calories they I are. I know
1: it's crazy. <laughs> it says two. It says like two thirty, but like they don't per realize that's like cookie. yeah for half. For half a cookie, so two
0: servings. Yeah, and that's 16 grams of protein. So a little bit of protein there, not, not, not a it's ton. It's not a
1: crazy amount, but just the calories for bulking. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then plus, obviously, like you said, peanut butter, nuts, seeds in general. Um, uh, bagels, I think, are great for bulking. Uh, you can eat like two bagels for breakfast really quick, and that's like you know 600 calories potentially. Um, I really like fig bars. You know those things?
1: Oh, like fig newtons?
0: They're like I think they're little. Oh like called the nature's oh Nature's Bakery. I
1: yeah, think. Nature's Bakery, that those.
0: This was a little you know what? I was doing this before, I swear to God. But yo, know, Eric Buchenhagen, he started talking about those those damn fig bar things and being like a hack for him to gain weight. And oh those God. things are they're little tiny fig newton things. I think they're three hundred calories per um per like two of the whatever the whatever the package is and they're not filling at all you could crunch you could just crush like four of those easy for like they don't have high protein though right no no okay yeah
1: because that's but yeah Yeah. like they definitely are high in calories yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and then uh those i was i was crushing all those um but yeah builders bars are also a higher calorie protein bar um do you have any other good hacks like that i know i usually i push my calories a little higher for the most part. But yeah do you have any? I,
1: I guess um cereal is like a good one.
0: Cereal. Um, good to, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, like protein cereals, Kashi is yeah. like
0: a really
1: good protein cereal.
0: Yeah. Um oh um I, uh, oh man, there's one I just found the other day. I was just uh, about I think I know
1: which one you're talking about. The cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. oh my God uh, It's... it's uh, oh oh catalina crunch catalina crunch yeah yeah i i I,
1: I, it's lower in calories though so you can also use it for bulking but it has like what like 11 grams of protein per 110 calories and
0: you can you can mix it with another cereal like i don't know like life or something i don't know why you would but you know if you if you want to get in like more calories and you don't want to like waste all the protein cereal that's an option um Cereal is a great one, yeah, because um, it's not filling at all. And then uh, there's one other one um, I was just thinking of that's really good. Um, uh, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, I can't I can't think of what I was thinking. But there is one other food I want to throw out there. Um, these protein bagels I found recently made by Western Bagel. 20 grams of protein per bagel. I think they're like what? 200 – yeah, 20 grams per bagel. Great. Um,
1: wait what what is it again what say the name
0: again it's made by western bagel
1: western
0: bagel yeah just literally western w e s t e r n bagel dot com they have uh, they're a little expensive but i honestly feel like it's worth it they have uh they have bagels that have either ten grams of protein or twenty grams of protein and it's only like uh i think it's two hundred fifty calories um it's it's pretty low in calories um Yeah, Perfect 10 Max are the ones with 20 grams of protein, I think. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, no. I'm sorry, dude. 29 grams of protein per bagel. What? Yeah.
1: Damn, wait. Have you tasted them?
0: And, yo, 220 calories.
1: For the 29
0: grams of protein?
1: 29 grams of protein. What the? That must be like – It must be made of mostly protein powder. Pure vital
0: wheat gluten probably. Okay, Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the ingredients: water, wheat gluten, pea protein, whole wheat uh, flour. Okay. Um, but other ingredients like flax, sunflower seeds. Um, it doesn't seem like it's really that bad. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try these out soon. Uh, yeah, I haven't yeah, tried it yet. To, I, yeah, I
1: was about to say if you tried them because next
0: next cut. Okay, cool. cool. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, for, for seitan, another good option, just buying vital wheat gluten, uh, making your own seitan, super cheap. Um, there's tons of recipes online and you can mix in vital wheat gluten to a lot of other recipes and make a high protein version of uh, of a lot of things. Like you can make um, air fryer, protein, buns using vital wheat gluten, um, lots of stuff. But yeah, those are some really good options for um, for protein, I would say. And um, I feel like, yeah, man, this is uh, a lot of good info on bulking, I think. Uh, And I think that was about an hour. So I um, don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, But is there anything you feel like we could still touch on for bulking in general? I
1: don't know. I guess I'll throw this out there. Um, Yeah. Like uh, the other day I made um, like a... it's not really high in protein, but I made just, like, a um, um, box brownies with just uh, um, black beans. Oh. So you, to, uh, inst- black beans to replace the eggs and the oil. So mm-hmm. they're, like, a bit healthier. Um, oh, okay. But, like, uh, I don't know. It ended up being, like, what, five or six grams of protein per brownie, which isn't a lot. But, like, it had, like... Something. Brownies, yeah, it had something. And yeah. the brownies had, like, what? Fiber yeah fiber and add like mm-hmm. 280 calories or something like that so if you wanted to make if you wanted to make that for like bulking and have a little bit of protein in it then yeah it, I guess. so uh,
0: yeah that's a good one too um all right julian where can people find you on social media
1: uh yes yeah, so you could find me at plants formed on instagram mm-hmm. or uh on tiktok
0: beefless bros yeah yeah that's our um that's our joint uh tiktok account um and we also we we share content between our instagrams too for that i guess um but yeah uh beefless bros rules (laughs) beefless bros bros forever all right man um thank you for coming on and uh chatting here there's lots of good info um so thanks for yeah thanks for your time man um and uh i'll talk to you later Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ethics Broach podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, it would mean a ton if you gave the podcast a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Player FM, Pinecast, or any other service you're listening to it on. And if you subscribe to the Ethics Fitness YouTube channel, Instagram page, Twitter, and Facebook page. Feel free to check out the articles, training and nutrition programs, coaching services and merch on ethicsfitness.com. And if you like what I'm making, dropping a like, commenting and sharing would mean a ton to me. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.